Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, I am Tegan Atoli. And I'm Libby Trickett. And this is This Glorious Mess, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at the door. And happy birthday to you, Libby Trickett. It was your birthday yesterday. I know, I'm 39, my last year of my 30s. It's wild. Oh my gosh. They say that the 40s is the best for the women. You know what? I am genuinely excited about my 40s. I'm like, I really feel like I've relished my late 30s yeah. anyway, but well, you've like just been 40s, busy. I'm like, I'm ready. You've just been busy breeding for the most of your 30s. <laughs> yes. So now the 40s is all about you, girlfriend. Literally all of my 30s I've been breeding. So yes, I am excited about the 40s. Yes, me too. I've got a little bit to go. But a little bit of a warning today for this episode. We are going to be talking about swearing. So if you do have little ears around, maybe pop some headphones because we want to share some of the words our children have come up with at home and we may have accidentally taught them. Plus an interesting debate around school uniform. But first, Libby, what have you nailed and failed this week? So this is a really exciting thing for me because part of my taking care of my mental health, I need to exercise. And because very small children, because school holidays and having four kids at home, Mm. I've been very, very inconsistent and I haven't been able to get to the gym like I normally do. But obviously, Mamma Mia have launched Move, which is an app that you can use at home. And it has so many different exercises, like whether it's five, 10 minutes to, you know, a little bit longer, all different types of exercises. And I've been able to- And different abilities? Correct. So different. And it's just been so good because like I don't have an hour to dedicate to moving my body at this Mm. stage. And- I need to have those little small chunks of time that I'm able to put yeah. in place while Alfie is napping or while the girls are distracted yeah. with <laughs> with a movie. They watched Barbie three times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Holidays. So, Perfect. you know, I, I needed something just to be able to really quickly at home in a small space just get my body yeah. moving. And so, yeah, I'm just so excited. that Well, that's a nail, girl. I'm getting consistency back with my movement and, it, yeah, it makes me really happy. Tegan, when was the first time that your child said something which wasn't necessarily a swear word but was a word or a phrase that made you realise that they actually sometimes listen to the words that we say? So I'm a bit of a potty mouth. I swear quite really? a lot. Really? That's must- shocking to me. <laughs> 
would have thought. I must say at home, like considering I have three little kids, I don't censor like my swearing. And I thought I was like, whoo, I've got little saint children, like none of them are repeating anything I say. Now the first one I don't think was actually like echoing me. It was more just a mispronunciation. So the twins at the same time would out of nowhere start going, oh, it's so fuckily. It's so fuckily. And I'm like, Jason and I are looking at each other going, what? What? And they're like, it's so fuckily. It is fuckily. Sparkly. It was so <laughs> sparkly. Fuckily has continued on in our household. And if anything is fuckily, it's fuckily. It's very fuckily. Brilliant. Now that they're a bit older, that was when they were just learning to, you know, talk. But Banjo did a cracker the other day. I'm finding my kids actually don't repeat what I say, and because I have said before, you know, you can't say that that's an adult word. So they know the mm. words that they can't say that I say often. The kids at daycare or school that have older siblings, oh, they bring home a whole bag of treats. That's like a whole new world of words that I don't use. And the other day, Banjo was sitting on his own playing his Nintendo and I wasn't even looking at him. And out of the back of my ear, I hear him go, oh, your little C, your little C word. And I like spat out my coffee and I'm looking at him. I go, what did you just say? And he goes, oh, no, it wasn't to you. It was to him, like the character on the Nintendo. And I'm like, no, but what did you just say? He goes, oh, I just called him a little C. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, you can't call the Nintendo man a little C. You can't call a kid at school a little C. You can't call mummy a little C. You can't call anybody a little C ever. He's like, okay. Like he had no idea what he was saying. That was a big firecracker one. I haven't heard it since and I'm like, I'm praying that was the first and last time we hear it. I'm sure it won't be. I have a funny story about the C word because when I was... Like how did they go so hardcore so young? (laughs) No, no, this is when I was on the swimming team. So when I very first made the Australian team, it was 2003, I was 18 years old and I heard, would you believe, Ian Thorpe say the C word while we were playing Uno. Oh my God. Is that the first time you heard it? (laughs) I think it was was up there with one of the first times that I heard it. I knew it was like not allowed. And I was like, are you really throwing him under the bus right now? Well, no, no. I'll throw myself in a minute. Just a second. (laughs) So at the time I was like, oh my gosh, you cannot say that. (laughs) The Ian Thorpe, like God of swimming. I was like, you better not say that again in front of me. I was like this petulant 18-year-old. It was shocking. Fast forward 20 years, I am dropping F-bombs, <laughs> occasionally the C-bombs. I haven't said yes. the C-word in front of the kids yet, but, yeah. I, yeah, like you. If you kick your toe, you know, you can't control what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot control. But I, I literally, I don't censor what I say and my eight-year-old is starting to get to the point where she's like so when can I say these words yeah when can I start (laughs) swearing and say so we're starting to have to put in parameters of when she can say which words she's like and can I say the s word and I'm like what s word and she's like yeah she's like stupid (laughs) I was like (laughs) you're like oh absolutely not (laughs) like you can say that one now but you know not shit will be when you're about 16 (laughs) at 12 you can say crap I'll allow that (laughs) Libby's next book will be the timeline of (laughs) the timeline of swearing (laughs) your kids timeline 
Benjo was like, I don't want to go to bed. And I'm like, well, when you're older, you can do whatever you want. And he goes, well, how old? And I said, when you're 35. And he goes, oh, I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, yeah, when you're 35, you can do whatever you want. Like I could not give a crap what you're doing when you're 35. <laughs> anyway, I said that. And then about three days later, out of nowhere, he's putting on his shoes and he's going, oh, I can't wait till I'm 35 so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, buddy. Only another 30 years to go, Dal. You'll get there. (laughs) But I'm like, he's so determined to get there. And then, like, I don't know what he'll do when he gets there. Who knows whatever he wants to do? What is that going to (laughs) be? I'm pretty sure he rules the roost over here anyway. (laughs) But how about your kids? Have you had any little whoopsie-doopsies come out of their mouths? Yeah, so the funniest one was my middle girl, Eddie. She would have been about maybe three at the time, we were getting into the car and she dropped her toy that she was taking with her and she goes, oh, fucking hell. And for (laughs) me, it was so perfect because it was just perfect context. It was like she absolutely used better. She nailed the usage and like part of me was proud (laughs) (laughs) and yet part of me was like I really need to stop saying these words in front of them and then I obviously haven't stopped you know you try and stifle the laugh because you don't want them to keep saying it all of the time but yeah for me it was just so funny and weird to see this little human say the f word so Grace our producer just asked us if we've ever had to talk to a parent about you know someone's child swearing and I said no I am the parent that the other people are talking to I've not had a parent, but even the other day at Banjo and the twins' birthday party, one of the twins' little friends came up to me and said, excuse me, Banjo is swearing on the jumping castle. And so it's interesting because he doesn't really swear around me other than when he's playing Nintendo thinking he's by himself. (laughs) But, you know, he wouldn't drop those words thinking that it's okay in front of me. But obviously he's on the thing. There's like some friends there. He was probably showing up. I know. And I'm like, oh, my God, a little girl just dobbed. Like I'm basically being dobbed on when you're dobbing on my child at their own birthday party. I'm making sure that I am saying you cannot say these things outside of our family. Oh, my God. So, like, we even have the weirdest conversations in our family and I really had to stop and think about it, especially because Banjo's the worst. So, like, he'll be like, oh, I just love your precious bum so much. Like he'll just say weird things like that. And like in our house, I'll be like, why have you got a cute butt like to the gills or whatever? Like we're pretty like, I don't know, we're pretty open when we talk (laughs) about each other. And it's funny because we all do it and we all do it to each other. I said to Banjo the other day because he's obviously about to start school, I'm like, hey, Banjo, you know that you can't talk to other people like that? Can you imagine if he goes up to someone in the playing and goes, oh, I just love your gorgeous bum so much. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow. I said, you know, we can talk like that to each other in our house, you know, because we know we're being funny, but someone else might not find it very funny at all. So maybe it's time I start thinking about how we're talking in the Natoli household. <laughs> you know, it's all about the facade, Tig. <laughs> the facade that we're normal humans. <laughs> So to the parents of school-aged children, congratulations. You have made it. You got through another school holidays. And, yes, it's wonderful to have all that time together but also a lot of mental load. I can tell you I was a broken shell of a woman by week two. So it's been a long six to seven weeks for a lot of us. 
And as we know, most schools have a dress code with all kids adhering to a uniform and each year around this time the debate is raised again as to whether a uniform is still relevant. Libby, what was your school uniform like when you went to school? Did you have one? I did, yes. My school uniform was an interesting one. It's one that's really well known in Brisbane. Yeah. So it is a bright green, like I'm talking fluoro green dress. Yeah. With a blue little tie. Cute. Yeah, super cute. And so like before I even went to my high school, I was like, were you at a girls' school? Or it was co-ed? it was an all girls school. Girls' school. And so before I went there, I was like, "Ugh, this is awful! Like, how yeah. could anybody ever want to wear this stupid uniform?" And yeah. by the end of year twelve, you know, you're very fond of it. It's like part of you. You know, we're we're the Semmerville kids who wear the bright green uniform. But one of the things that I always found uncomfortable with it, like I loved the green, I loved that that was our flavour that everybody kind of knew of of (laughs) us as high school students. But for me, I always felt really uncomfortable because it was a dress and I am an absolute tomboy at heart. I wanted to run, jump, cartwheel, do all those things. Even in high school, like I wanted to be able to be free and... Well, you were a budding professional athlete yeah you You wanted to move right I wanted to move and even you know even just sitting you know cross-legged at school like you always felt self-conscious that you're going to flash your knickers and things like that so as much as I possibly could I actually chose to wear the sports uniform because that had an option of Shorts. shorts for me as a parent uniforms are great. I don't know about your kids, Tegan, because if my kids don't have a uniform, it takes them a billion years, 11 billion years years. to decide what to wear. And And then five minutes later, they change. That's what I was going to say. And then 11 billion years of washing for us. Exactly. (laughs) Like I like having just one uniform, you know what they're going to wear every single day. A part of this debate, a lot of it is to do with cost and that, and you know, that some people can't afford uniforms, but it's so interesting because I've found the twins going into their second year of primary school. Like I found I did not have to buy half as many clothes. Like my kids only get Kmart clothes for daycare anyway. Yeah, But exactly. what I saved on buying clothes throughout the year that just get completely ruined, it was astronomical. So now mm. to have three kids in a uniform this year, I'm so happy because I don't know, but in my family I know I'll certainly be saving money on clothing. It is definitely an upfront cost. Like there's no doubt about Surely, yeah. Obviously, you're in that position where that is difficult for you. There absolutely needs to be options for, you know, subsidising uniforms and things like that. But for me as well, like I've got three girls and so Mm. they all will wear the same uniform. So the amount that I will save over child as well is absolutely worth it. I think Banjo might be the only kid rocking up to school in like <laughs> not a brand new t-shirt and rocking <laughs> up to kindergarten. He'll probably have one of the twins little scabby ones on from last year. Perfect. <laughs> and they're all shared because they're all the same size. But it's interesting before that you brought up, you know, about having to wear a skirt. And I must say, like, you know, I'm all for a uniform. I actually love uniforms for school. I think it's great for equality. However, I do believe when it comes to gender, Mm. there needs to be options. And exactly like what you said, so my girls at their primary school, they have a skirt but it's got 
fitted in shorts. Like it's a, it's technically bike pants. It's a skirt. It's a skirt. Yes, it is. It's exactly what it is. So they love it. Like they can cartwheel, they can do whatever they want. However, I do believe if a younger wants to wear shorts, that's her prerogative. Like she's absolutely should be able to do that. And vice versa, really, if one of the boys want to wear a skirt, go for gold. In Brisbane, a lot of the high school boys, they're having to wear trousers mm. all year round, whether it's, yeah. you know, summer or winter. And wow. like here in Queensland, it is too hot yeah, to be that's wearing a lot. pants yeah. all year round. And like they need to be able to have the options if they want to wear shorts, wear shorts. Like, yeah. I think for me, what's important about any uniform, whether that is a school uniform, a work uniform, or a sports uniform, like it needs to make someone feel comfortable and make them feel safe and make them feel capable of taking on their day in the best way that they can without having to think about it. You know, if there are neurodiverse kids in there, yeah, making sure that there are options that don't have tags or, you know, are the least kind of distressing for them as well. Obviously we're putting such an emphasis on young kids getting more active as well. Mm. I know when I went to high school, I used to call my school skirt the picnic blanket. It was literally looked like a picnic blanket and it went all the way down to my ankles. That's when I moved to... A different school in year nine but for year seven and eight I was at the local public school and like I would get my mum's sewing kit out I could not sew for the life of me <laughs> and I would sew up the hem so that Brilliant. it would be shorter and like I was pretty much showing everything including what I had for breakfast it was absolutely appalling <laughs> and then I changed schools to the picnic blanket all the way down to my ankles neither of which were practical, right? I wasn't going to get active in any of those things. I could barely sit in one of them. And then if I did sit, I'd probably get lost underneath my own picnic blanket. So what my point is, is I don't understand why schools aren't making, you know, like we have a sports uniform, but like my kids, primary school, people often say, oh, is this their sports uniform? Because they're like a little polo shirt. So Mm. it's quite lightweight. It's very breathy. It's very comfortable. And, you know, it's either short or the skirts, which almost looks like a sports skirt. But it's so comfortable and my kids play and they move. And so I don't know why, particularly when the kids get to high school, these uniforms, you know, depending on the schools, the blazers and the long sleeve button up blouses and the pinafore dresses that, you know, that you can barely do up. I just think we need to keep it comfortable for the kids. The more comfortable they are, the more they're going to move, the more comfortable they're going to feel, you know, and just to feel comfortable and positive in your own outfit, really. Absolutely. So there's actually an interesting angle. You know how a lot of private schools, they might have blazers and ties and, you know, the collared shirts and things like that. Well, since COVID and since offices are no longer requiring their staff to wear these kinds of workwear, they're kind of starting to reckon that schools should ditch this. You know, it's not important anymore. Like what's the point of making our kids dress like this and go to all this trouble and also expense for schooling? And it's like what you said, Libby, you know, you want to be comfortable and sometimes, you know, you've got to find the happy medium. (laughs) Where Where do we? And that's exactly right. Like I don't think we should be all going out in pajama pants all of the time. <laughs> yeah. If you're working from home, I mean, you cannot see what I'm wearing underneath <laughs> this video call right now. Well, but, why like, don't you show me? <laughs> <laughs> but it's that happy medium. We need to feel safe. We need to feel comfortable. We need to feel like we can move and, you know, take on mm. the day in the best way that we can. The other thing this article touches on is how uniforms in general may be seen quite inflexible to certain religious minority groups. You know, are uniforms across the board accommodating 
all aspects, whether it's religions, whether it's genders. And I think that's something really important. If you have a uniform, fair enough, but is it inclusive? Correct. Is it allowing individuals to do whatever they need to do individually to Mm. be a part of the school community, but still be able to wear their school uniform? Absolutely. You made your mom crazy. I love all my children equally. I wish I liked anything as much as my kids like bubbles. That's sad. I have a recommendation. This one saved me over the school holidays. Like I never thought I'd get so excited about a kitchen, what would you call it, accessory? Gadget. Gizmo, gadget, all that kind of stuff. My recommendation, I got mine from the Clever range. I'll put the link in the show notes. So it is literally like a fruit slicer. So it looks like a star with a hole on it. And basically what you want to do is put your fruit on it and all you have to do is line it up and push it down and it gets rid of the core and it slices, like I use it for pears and apples, it slices it into like eight little slices. And so my kids actually eat the whole entire piece of fruit rather than having one bite of the apple and throwing it in the bin. So it's fantastic for when you're home and they're going to eat it straight away. Not that great for lunch boxes because you know how kids with lunch boxes like when you put sliced apples and stuff in it it goes a bit you know yucky color that is my recommendation it's a vegetable fruit chopper and decorer Ooh, thank me later <laughs> well anything to get our kids eating more fruit and veg yeah right? honestly and they'll literally be like mom can I have a sliced apple <laughs> so now they're really bougie they don't just want a piece of fruit they're just like can I have a sliced pear please we got a soda stream and my kids are the same with soda streams. It's like, can I have a soda stream? Oh, okay, cool. How about just water out of the tap, mate? <laughs> Do they like the bubbly water? Sometimes I try and give my kids bubbly water and they're like, blah. No, they're obsessed except my four-year-old does say. She's like, it's very spicy. <laughs> spicy. <laughs> spicy water. That's such a good recommendation, Tegan. I love it. I'm going to send you one for your belated birthday <laughs> present. Happy birthday, babe. You've got a slicer. (laughs) Mine is kind of like a birthday present to myself, actually. So I recently bought a coffee machine because my goal is to have zero takeaway cups in 2024. Oh, that's a good goal. Thank you. I like it. And the coffee is awesome, which is great. But the recommendation is if you have the capacity to teach your child to make you a coffee or a tea. That's a good one. It is the best thing I've ever invested my time into. (laughs) That is so true. And you know what? I used to make Jason a coffee of a morning and I taught Banjo how to make it. So now, not only for myself, but I'm off coffee duty for my husband and Banjo will wake up every morning and be like, Daddy, you want a coffee? You want a coffee? Because I like instant. But Banjo knows how to use the machine and he'll run and take his dad a coffee and it's, like, wonderful. And they get so excited about it. They love it. It's a whole thing. Like, Poppy's like, Poppy Cafe. Yes. (laughs) Would you like your soy latte with two sugars? Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. (laughs) Yes, and another one in another 40 minutes. (laughs) To the point that I, I think I got up to four the other day and I was like sweetheart I probably shouldn't have four coffees <laughs> in one day like, but it's I don't want to disappoint you oh my god that is actually genius yes get your kids making the coffees guys yeah I've only just really started knuckling down on household chores I'm like 
why am I unpacking this dishwasher? Like I have six-year-olds yes. now. You I'm have like, people you, who can do it you. for you. The one with hands. Get over here and help me <laughs> unpack this dishwasher. Well, thank you for listening to this glorious mess. To get in touch with us, email us at tgm at mamamia.com.au and be sure to join our parenting group, Mamma Mia Family. This episode was produced by Grace Rouvray and audio production by Scott Stronick. See you next week. Bye.